everybody and welcome to the Dick Vet Podcast. My name is Stephen Ray and today we're going to be looking all about Edinburgh. It's Scotland's capital and it's the home of the vet school and the university as well. In this episode, I talk to a first year vet student, Audrey, who's from Hong Kong, and a third year uh, GEP student, Vicky, who's from the United States. They're both international students, which means, you know, it's a really great insight into what it's like to move to Edinburgh um, from another country. And we have a really great chat. They kind of talk through, um, you know, why they decided to move to Edinburgh in the first place, you know, the, the kind of thought process behind that. And, you know, what moving for them was like, because I think, you know, talking about their experience and, you know, maybe the anxieties and, and problems that they encountered can be really beneficial for, for people who are a way to do the same thing. And then also we talked about how they were able to integrate into Edinburgh life and university life in general. So, yeah, we had a really great chat. I think that's enough from me, and enjoy! Uh, thank you very much for joining us here. We're, this is episode 5 of the Dick Vet Podcast. Uh, today it's all about life in Edinburgh. Um, I've got two guests with me today, a third year vet student, Vicky. Hello. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for joining me. And Audrey is a first year vet student as well. Yep. Mm, How are you doing? Glad to be here. Oh, we're glad to have you. <laughs> um, so I guess we're going to be looking at um, Edinburgh as a city because we know a lot of students come from a, you know, a whole load of different places. It's often the first time they're away from home, so it's kind of quite a big change. Um, so where is it you're from originally, Vicky? I'm from Connecticut. And yeah. why why Edinburgh, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, the simple answer, they accepted me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was accepted in uh, RBC in Edinburgh, and I talked to some friends because I had zero chance to visit either. Mm. So I talked to people who had uh, worked in both cities, and a lot of them said, you know, they liked London, but they really liked Edinburgh. And Edinburgh was at London prices, so right, yeah, that yeah. helps. <laughs> Is that similar for yourself? I didn't actually apply to RBC because I knew I didn't want to live in London. Okay, yeah, also because yeah. it's very expensive and yeah. they had a very high math. I think we're slagging off London quite a lot already. <laughs> yeah, I love London as a city. Like yeah. I would totally go down there and visit and spend a lot of time. A lot of my friends are there, hmm. but I chose Edinburgh because I actually fell in love with the city more than just the course itself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to consider that as well as the syllabus and how the vet schools run because it's pretty much uniform how vet schools, like their syllabus and how right. they teach their course because there is a set amount you need to know to be able to be certified as a vet. Mm. And so it's just a general environment that you also need to look into. I think I was pretty much the same boat as well when I was choosing what to study because as between Edinburgh and another a prominent Scottish city, I guess, for the same <laughs> course. But I think it's exactly right. I think once you come here, especially looking around Edinburgh for the first time, it's, it's I don't know, it's not like anywhere else I've ever been before. Yeah. And it's just a really nice place to live. So I guess how, you know, what was the kind of main differences for you coming here from, from Hong Kong, where you're from? How was, you know, what was it like coming here for the first time? I mean, size-wise, I... I'm okay with both sizes. It's not too big and it's not too small. Mm. Although Edinburgh, I mean, the city centre is mainly pretty compact. Yeah. And so that was in a way similar to certain parts of Hong Kong. Hong Kong has a lot more skyscrapers. Right. I do miss just the skyline and the lights and everything. 
and how the city actually just never seems to sleep and never seems to turn off. Mm. But at the same time, Edinburgh has a certain level of tranquility and quietness to it that I really need, I think, especially coming into a completely different place and going through uni, like the first year of uni. But I think what Edinburgh has is that really old feel, especially in old town, but Mm -hmm. also the new and more developed part of Newtown. And that's a nice contrast, but it, it really has everything that you could possibly need. Yeah, I actually, before this started, I wrote down, I was like, so what are my kind of favourite things about Edinburgh? And one of it was this kind of contrast that you have, bef- and you've summed it up perfectly, this kind of, you have, you know, your kind of party, like, areas, you know, your clubs, your, your grass market and your, and your cowgate. And then you have these really nice, quieter places, maybe, um, like down in Leith or like Dean Village is more kind of Calton Hill yeah exactly and even um, over by Hol- Holyrood Garden sort of thing you know you've got these quieter places and then in terms of the beauty of it you have the old town and I guess you can compare that with Newtown right but there's both kind of this old timey feel and I know Edinburgh have, have made a really conscious effort to create this really to keep it still looking quite historic if that's the right word yeah. for it well, I mean, there's no doubt these are old buildings, to tell you that much. No um, doubt. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's really cool and it's nice to have that contrast. But the nice thing I like too is, as Audrey said, you can actually slow down a little bit, which is good, especially in the program where you're go, go, go. Mm. So you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm also missing out on everything I could possibly ever do. There's enough where you're not going to get bored uh, outside of school. and But there's also not so much where you feel like, you missed out on everything. Mm. So it's a happy balance. So you can sneak some sleep in sometimes too. It's <laughs> important. Um, so I know you kind of talk like you talk to friends and stuff when deciding where to come here because you didn't have the opportunity to actually check out the city before yes. you came. Um, I don't know, is there anything else that you could recommend to, to people who may be living internationally, like what they could do to see if, it, if it's the right fit for them? Well, for if you're able to visit, I mean, that always helps because... Yeah. I'm very big on, like, a gut feeling thing. Like, I've interviewed in many places, and there was one place that I went to, and the interview just kind of went based off of the people running it, because obviously they're the people that also work at the school. Mm. And they were nice enough, but it was just a feeling of, like, you know, I wouldn't be upset if I wasn't accepted there. And so that's one thing that at least I go off of. A big thing, too, is ahead of... Think about what kind of person you are. Accept the fact if you know that you like to go and party... Think about that in the sense of how are you going to balance that out with studying mm. um, and how is that going to affect you because you have to create your own balance and find try and find some activities beforehand. It'll make you kind of excited and when you show up, you'll at least be able to say, okay, I want to try new things, but I know I've always liked playing this sport and you already know how to try and find it. It makes you feel a lot better and meet people faster. Mm. We actually, in a previous episode, we talked a lot about the kind of like different societies and stuff like yeah. that. And I think that's kind of one of the key ways to integrate yourself into Edinburgh life, right? Yeah. Going <laughs> off on what she said, it's preparation is very important. So I researched all the societies. I think there was a newsletter that was sent out to all the interviewees on like, oh, here are the societies at Edinburgh. And yeah, societies are really important, especially since we're vets and we're all on a separate campus we're literally in what a lot of people call the vet bubble and so having a society and being able to interact and meet people from the main campus or king's building 
it's just a way for you to kind of escape the bed life for a little bit to have that balance in life that you really really need hmm. are you guys comfortable talking a little bit about what it, what it was like for you guys moving here yeah because yeah. i mean it's such a drastic kind of change so i don't know if you've got any advice like moving literally across yeah. the world sort of thing you know? so so i'm a jep so i'm part of the four-year program yeah um so it's it was kind of hectic the way i moved so as Audrey said, preparation helps. If you can't prepare, it's it's going to be a bit bumpy, but it's not impossible. Right. <laughs> um, so I literally ended my full-time job and had less than a week to prep everything I needed to. I flew in on a Saturday. I left on a Saturday, arrived on Sunday because time difference. Mm-hmm. And then class started on Monday. So that's how my move went. Right, yeah. Because of that, I decided, and no, I didn't have time to just search and that would be too stressful to find a flat on my own. And I decided I don't want to worry about that stress. I'm just going to do my first year in student accommodation. And there are pros and cons to that. That I guess might be for another time, but at least you know you have options housing wise. So that helped me at least. And biggest thing I can say, if you're Jep, you're starting in August, that's fringe. So everything's going to be hectic. The city's bombarded with tourists and people and it's wonderful from the the social side, um, getting things done, it can be a bit tough and daunting. Uh, big thing is it does take time to set up a bank account. That's not a, a super quick thing, and it's variable how it goes for each person. So just kind of have that in mind. So definitely bring cash in pounds already, so that way you have something to kind of work with while you're here and you're not worried, or like if you have a credit card from home, have some money on hand till you get that settled because it's not an overnight thing and figure out kind of a phone plan. If you're going to stick to yours and do an international thing for a while, can you do Wi-Fi calling? Cause those are the two main things that you get back when you're like, you got to eat and you're going to want to talk to someone, you know, <laughs> so those are biggies. Um, and then the next one, after you kind of got your bearings, register with the GP Mm. The nice thing about being a Jeff is since you start early, it's easier to find a place because you're not trying to register. And GP, by the way, for those who don't know, that's your doctor. Um, register with one in that time because, yeah, you can wait, but then everybody comes back in September and next thing you know, they fill up and they can't accept any new patients. So it's definitely worth, even if you don't get sick all the time, Take advantage it's, of NHS. It's, you're going to get sick at one point. So you will get being sick. A, being a student, you are, you, even yeah. if you don't think you will, there's going to be something, without oh, yeah. a doubt. Uh, was that similar for you, Audrey? Would you have similar advice? What, I mean, yeah, like yeah, you? for sure. Like, literally exactly the order. I got my credit card settled when I was in Hong Kong because they have a branch. that I use BEA UK, which is a Hong Kong. They have a branch in Hong Kong and a branch in London. And so it was nice to already have that done and dusted. Like... Mm parents already helped me set up all of that back when I was in mm-hmm. Hong Kong but they also flew across with me so it was really nice having your parents there to just help you settle in yeah. and like arrange everything and like remind you to register for your GP or get yeah. a rider card another good thing yes that I brought up the rider card that's your your um bus card so if you're not gonna have a car because some people purchase a car and all of these things um they have different options on that the past few years, they've had a student option as well. It's great because you can just use the main transit bus is what you use to get to campus. 
So at least in your first three weeks, that's something you're going to need. So definitely get on that sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's eased due to the amount of people in September that will be trying to do the same. So <laughs> think about that. I think you can get a discount through the university, right? Or there's a we get a reimbursement, subsidy. Yeah. 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 So we have a, a partial subsidy, and it, it um, once you reach a certain point, depending how you you decide if you're doing like monthly payments or whatever, once you reach that sort of cap level, you can put in your requests. So Perfect. that that helps. <laughs> um, so with all this moving on, um, I don't genuinely don't know the answer to the question. Because um, I didn't have to move as long distance, but does does the university help at all in this kind of moving process? And and if so, how? Oh uh, yeah. So before university, we had O Camp in Hong Kong, which we it's orientation camp essentially, right. where all the Hong Kong students going to University of Edinburgh managed to like meet up and like have a couple of days nice, of camp. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where I met all of the Hong Kong vet students. So there's right. I think like thirteen of us. Okay. And so it was. We got to know each other before it even started. So mm. if you get along with them, it's like a good support system. Like as you come here, because you're kind of all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate to be a more international student because I went to international school. And UK culture was not exactly, it's, it's definitely not the same, but it's similar enough to Hong Kong in which the culture, it's just a multicultural city. Mm, yeah. And so... There's a lot of really subtle differences in that things you can pick up very quickly, like haggis and burns night. And <laughs> it's yeah. just lots of little things that your flatmates, my flatmates, some of them are Scot Scottish. They're from here. Yeah. And so they were able to really help me like navigate the new Scottish environment I was in, <laughs> which is really nice. And so yeah. I think that really helped a lot. I guess we talked a little bit about you being in halls a bit earlier. So I guess if you do go down that route, and then you do have these people who can be your automatic support system as soon as you, you come in, right? Well, um, yes and no, it depends. I feel like it just depends on the person how that works out. Because for Jeps, we only, if you're going to live in halls, there's only one hall you can live in. And that's just uh, um, East Newington right, place. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's a heads up there. And it's nice enough, it's close to the bus stop, so it, like it's easy to get to school, it's close to shops and things. So it's not like you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, it's a nice area, but... It's different because since you start before all the regular students, you'll usually be housed, like your roommates will be in your program as well. So it's, uh, it again, it depends who you end up with in personality. So I can't be like, it'll be perfect. It's yeah, like anything. Of course. Or, or you could also show up, be in a, a room that, um, so I had three other roommates. Uh, another girl, when she arrived, she had zero roommates because her roommates were actually studying something else. So they were starting later. So she wouldn't meet hers till like a month down the yeah. road. So that that's a bit different okay, yeah. um, in itself. But help-wise, they did um, that. Oh, week sounds awesome out here, by the way. So <laughs> that, that would have been cool. Uh, but you can get, uh, I think it's like a student buddy or something that you could email which is wonderful, and my student buddy was great, especially I remember some questions I asked, and I look back, and I'm like, wow, I was very anxious. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she was, <laughs> she didn't call me out on it. She was very nice, and she answered the best she could. Uh, so that helps. They do send out, they would send out, like, these little newsletter things, like, kind of sort of checklisty stuff that help. Hmm. Uh, and they added us to, um, they tried their best to get us added into 
a Facebook group that was kind of for the incoming class oh, and yeah, you could find yeah, people. Yeah, the new students one as well. So yeah, so some girls, um, there's two girls in our class, they're uh, from Pennsylvania and they actually are from the same town, actually three of them I think, uh, from about the same town, same area. They were able to meet and that helped them as well because they were able to decide, okay, they wanted to live together. So they together decided to try and find a place. So they try and give you as much chance early on to meet people, and that really helps, like with housing and just coming in and feeling like you have some support. Yeah. So that's that's great. Cool. My biggest thing <laughs> is it's going to be stressful no matter what. So yeah. it's going to be more tiring than you think. Yes. More tiring. You're going to get Way tired. More <laughs> I was so surprised. I hated it. I even if you don't ever look back on it, but make a list that of things that are important to you. Like again, like the society thing I said, especially Jeff wise. Activities week is technically, at least the past two years, has been reading week for the JEP classes. So you're going to be studying for an exam. The nice thing is they do that again after Christmas break. So you could, again, check things out, which is a nice thing. And that's campus-wide. But it really helps um, to kind of take a look ahead of time and find out what you like. So you can just be like, hey, can I join in at any point? Um, But another thing, too, like, if there's things in uh, personal care in terms of like health care that you need to continue, it's definitely worth a talk with like your doctors to get letters you might need, whether it be mental health related or something else. Look into how continuing care of treatment may be because funny enough, it's something that you put on the back burner until then you're like, oh yeah, maybe I should deal with that. Mm. And you're going to probably find some hurdles you didn't expect or might have been easier to deal with in the moment if you thought a little ahead so it's mm. kind of like your mom's voice being like hey you know uh, but it, it does help so yeah. definitely worth thinking about before moving I'm, I'm getting the kind of general advice is just do as much preparation you have to yeah, <laughs> yeah especially in terms of say packing I bought I brought like three pairs of shorts from Hong Kong I have not worn them once. Yeah, you will. Because, and I probably will never. Nice. You will. You will. There will be about five days, not necessarily consecutive, that the sun will be warm enough, and you will put them on, and your body will think that whatever, I don't know, Celsius yet. I still work. By the way, Celsius happens here. Kilograms happen here. Just start thinking about that. Um, but let's say we're working in a Fahrenheit. It will be perhaps a balmy 55 degrees but you will think it's summer and you will wear those shorts so don't worry and instantly about it. regret it when the wind hits no. you're gonna be just like every girl that's from scotland because people do not wear jackets when they go out you're gonna be yeah. like feeling like you're part of it and then you might get sick which is why you register with your gp so there you go and also because of societies and balls because i only went back over christmas so there was i moved in and then I went back in Christmas. But during that time, there are potentially winter balls-ish thing. And so I would suggest bringing a dress if you're a girl or some form of formal wear. I feel like that's kind of a given. And also bring a lot of very nostalgic, homey things. Mm. After Christmas, I brought back a, a half a suitcase full of Chinese food <laughs> because I miss it so much. And it'll actually make your transition a little bit easier. So bring a little piece of home with you when you're coming here. Yeah, honestly, do your research. Bring the appropriate shoes, clothes. Make sure you have a pair of warm boots. Sneakers waterproof. are great. Waterproof. Warm, waterproof. waterproof boots. Yep. Um, sneakers are, are great. 
a good jacket, especially if you've never lived in a cold place, just bring a good jacket because it doesn't necessarily snow, but that wind will get you. And a raincoat. Don't even bother with an umbrella. That's just yeah. going to be a yeah. no. The wind is going to knock it out. Like, just a raincoat. Those, I feel like, are the most important. And after that, even if you don't have it, there's so many. That's one cool thing. There's a lot of charity shops. So you don't need to feel like you have to buy everything new and it has to be super expensive. You can go to charity shops. You can find, um, there's a group called Meadow Share, which everybody, it's definitely worth joining. That would be a good kind of, I guess, informal. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the university, no. but I guess just on a, on, yeah, it's a good kind of informal group. It's just like with. a community group of the Meadows area, which is like, if you're from New York area, it's like the Central Park of Edinburgh. Um, and <laughs> it's the best way I can think of it. More, so more glamorous. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, it's, it's nice to picnic on when the sun is out. Yes, mm, and in the summer, very it's very out for a long time. You get wear your shorts. Yes. <laughs> wear your shorts. Yeah. Um, I quite like to ask you guys just about your favorite things about Edinburgh, just in general. You know, people are listening; they can get excited. What you know? What 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 should they see? What they should they do? What should they expect when they're when they're in Edinburgh? So for me, my favorite is always it's very cliched, but the fringe is fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, I think. Some locals can get annoyed at it because there's so many tourists coming, but where I come from, you don't really have tourists coming, so I just feel like I'm, you're very lucky to get to live in a city which is literally the, you know, the, the envy of the whole arts world. Yeah. I think it's great. Oh, um, I guess that means I go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of eyes on me. Um, I do like the fringe. The fringe was very cool. So the, that's one like big plus of being a Jep. If you're a Jep, it's all going to be intense and all that, but take advantage as much as you can of the fringe because you don't know what you'll be doing in the summer. And we have EMSs to do. And oh, yeah. um, so just consider that. And you're already going to be here, at least go to one or two shows. And there's free ones. There's other ones you can buy tickets for. It's great. Um, another thing I really like about it, it's it's a very quirky city. You can mm. you just be whoever, wear whatever, pretty much, and it's fine. It, it's, I mean, you know, within reason and legality. Especially but, during Precious Week. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's very nice because you can find a way to express yourself in any form, and it doesn't matter that you're just a vet student or you're this, you're that, which is very cool. There's always a, a fun little gem to discover in the other corner, like just around, and uh, it's just great. I don't know, I like it. Uh, I think that, no, I think we summed that well, actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a foodie. Mm, uh, dangerous labeling myself as such, but I do enjoy <laughs> finding little quirky restaurants, cafes, bookstores, just like little pieces of weirdness within the bigger city. Yeah. Especially regards to atmosphere or like what they sell or how good the food is, and all I can say is there really are so many shops in Edinburgh. I mean, I guess if you've lived here all your life, then maybe you've known most of them but there's still so much like just around the corner yeah. or just up these weird alleys in royal mile i spent two days exploring it just wandering around aimlessly yeah you really never know what you find and a lot of them change their menus constantly which is i find is great but i've lived here for nearly four years probably about three and a half years right and i and constantly finding like new bars to go to right um, I thought I knew my favorite bar, and then I went to Leith, and now I don't know. <laughs> There's yeah. so many places. And the cool thing too is each little area has its own personality. So like you could go, yeah. 
like you said, the grass market. It is mostly the party, like party pubs, historical yeah. pubs and stuff. Um, then you have George Street is very posh. Um, or tries to be, depending who you are. There. <laughs> then like Leith is just really chill, but very, it's fun vibe. And one thing I like about the city that must be said, it's been, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel better when I'm down. So, you know, the world is a mess. And you want to do the best for the environment and everything. But it's nice to be able to say, you know, I'm only going to get my clothes from a charity shop and be able to do it. Or, like, I'm going to try and use less plastic and go to one of the many refillery shops that you could go to. Or um, do clothing swaps. Like, there's a lot of ways that you could make small changes that make you feel better. And, like, you're doing your part without, like, this headache of, oh, but, you know, the only way to recycle is five miles away, or I don't want to order online, but there's nothing available in my town. So it's it's those little things I think of if I'm feeling down, like, ah, uh, but I recycled today. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's a pick-me-up. Kind of, I guess, I, I kind of like that in the sense that I never really, like, Edinburgh's small enough and it's compact enough that whenever my mum comes comes to visit and she's like, oh, well, this is our hotel. How far away is it to get to here? I'm like, 15 minutes. Like, everything's 15, 20 minutes away. By walking. I, by walking. Yeah, exactly. Apart from maybe coming here is the only time I'll really have to get a bus at all in a week. It's all pretty walkable. If not, yeah. bike. But, you know, it's yeah. all compact enough. It's all close enough. All the time, you've, you've got friends pretty close by as well. And it's a nice so enough city which walking feels very comfortable. 100%, yeah, yeah. Heads up, though, if you're from a really flat place... It's hills. They're not <laughs> impossible hills. You, I'm just saying, if you're from a very flat place, like very flat, you will feel the incline. So it's okay if you feel tired after a few days of walking. Another reason why when you first move, it's more tiring than you expect. Just heads up on that. So is that just such a is that a big difference? You know what? Really? It it just depends. I just noticed it after a while because I'm like, oh my gosh. Why am I exhausted? Yeah. <laughs> You're walking everywhere because maybe you don't have your bus pass yet, like some people, or you lose it three times like I did. Um, <laughs> it happens. Also, I think if you're coming from the States, you might not be used to it. So you're going to be maybe carrying groceries up and things. So you're doing a lot more physical stuff that you don't realize at first. And again, not impossible, not scary. But you're going to be like, why am I tired? What's going on? And you feel it. You're like, oh. Because, you know, the Royal Mile is technically a hill going all the way up to the castle. Yeah. And I've been on it all day. Yeah. Or then uh, I'm going around this whole bit. Funny thing, this city is not a grid system. It only took me one semester to realize that because I'd be like, gosh, why does it take so long? And I took a shortcut that took way longer. It's because <laughs> it's kind of spirally. Yeah. And little, like, there are many shortcuts through many closes and steps. Um, but if you want to... I mean, if you want to sneak some extra cardio, yeah, it's a grid system. It's great. Yeah, but if you want to be a bit more realistic of your time, it's not a grid system. So that's why it takes so long. At it's kind of like <laughs> a city built on another city at times. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Like there's like the weird, like weird spirally staircases that go up to the second level. And you yeah. look at Google Maps and they're just like, oh, just walk straight. <laughs> but no, it, you have to it's walk. Air. You have to go up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else at all that you think people should know about? My big thing is if you're scared, I mean, no place is perfect, and it's always hard to decide. The biggest thing I must say is that at least the staff here is amazing, and yeah. everybody 
it's hard for me to say, even the people that I'm like, uh, they might not be the most approachable. I can't say that they're not approachable. Mm. And the thing is that they want to help you out. They do, I think they, they want you to understand, even though sometimes they're like, what? No, you don't. They do. They, they do. Mm. But it's a very friendly environment. It's nice that with most of the staff, because, I mean, realistically, it depends on what they want, but pretty much with everybody, you're on a first-name basis. It's about really just enjoying your time, and it doesn't have to be so stressful. So part of the thing that people freak out about is, like, I mean, I like the actual classes. It's lecture. Probably not. But that wouldn't, <laughs> you, wouldn't change no matter what school you go to necessarily. But the lecturers are great people, and yeah. that's a very helpful thing. And ask questions, email, because... Lord knows I called so many times I was scared they were going to revoke my acceptance because I was so, like, worked up. But I'm still here, so there you go. Yeah, you've got a point about the lecturers, especially, I think one contributing factor to why I chose to come to Edinburgh was in the interviews, you actually meet some of the lecturers and you meet some of the professors and they're all really, really nice, possibly because it's interviews and they're trying to get you to come to this school. But also because they're genuinely really helpful and they want to make the interviews and your university life a very rel- well, relatively chill and less stressful situation than it makes itself out to be. And also, I really like the personal tutor system. I don't. I think it's a thing in every university. Shout out to Jessie Patterson. She's an amazing personal tutor. I, text her, <laughs> I, I email her about everything. It's great. And she's always so kind and helpful. And it's just having someone to talk to even though they're like a member of staff but they literally act like they're your friend and that's something that I've really really appreciated but before coming if you do know someone that already attends the school especially if you're doing the program just text them honestly most people are very very happy to answer your questions I've had a lot of my um friends or people in younger years just send me a list of questions on an email because I gave my email to my school in for the alumni thing and then they so every time anyone wants to apply for vet they'll just text all the vet students and mm. ask for advice and so they actually numbered the questions I had to answer 26 questions in one single email wow. it was great I loved it <laughs> I procrastinated two whole lectures just replying <laughs> to that email spent two hours writing the responses and I think I think they're going to come to Edinburgh, but we'll have to see. Um, I guess also if you do have any questions, we've got a whole host of social medias you can look us up on. On Twitter, we're the Dick Vet, and Facebook is the Royal Dick School Veterinary Studies. And on Instagram, we're the Dick Vet. That was a shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, just search up Dick Vet and you'll find us. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, streaming or downloading this podcast. I really hope you you know found it useful um, and you understand a little bit more about what it's like to live in Edinburgh because we're you know we're very aware it's a stressful kind of decision to make you know moving um, somewhere new. Feel free to pass it on to someone who might find it useful and give us a nice review as well if you feel that way inclined. Um, thank you very much to Audrey for joining me today. I'm very happy to help any potential vet candidates come to Edinburgh (laughs) (laughs) and Vicky thank you very much as well thanks for having me no problem Um, I think that's it thank you very much for listening and goodbye (laughs) (laughs) goodbye